Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Man cannot live on bread alone. What does that really mean? I'm sure you've heard that before. Man cannot live on bread alone. You know, I've told you before that I was raised up in the South, in Billy Graham land, where there is a church on the corner of every street in western North Carolina, and so I was always exposed to the Bible, and I do not, to this day, take the Bible literally. I think that that's a silly concept. It's full of self-contradictions, and it's been retranslated thousands of times by many different cultures over thousands of years so you can't take it literally but there is some really interesting wisdom that's been passed along in certain stories in the bible especially i think in the the new testament and um uh, it's it's fascinating to sit and look at some of these lessons that kind of made the cut And what I mean is that, uh, like any other book, and I'm a guy who's in the publishing business, everything gets edited. And uh, if if there's any great book out there that you've loved, just know that there's probably about a a third of it that is in the trash or in a drawer somewhere that you've never read. Um, It reminds me of old Thomas Wolfe, Asheville's own literary giant who died and left behind a box with over one million pages in it. And his editor, Maxwell Perkins, took that and carved it into three giant books, but there are still many, many pages that have never been published. And so when it comes to the Bible, well, it's a mystery how all these different passages and texts were assembled. But the ones that made the cut, we can say at very least, have been passed along through time because people found some significance in them and it doesn't matter if you believe in all of the uh, well some would say supernatural parts of these religious texts maybe some are true maybe some are not but uh, what matters is what what is this lesson here that is being passed along so that one has always stood out for me man cannot live on bread alone, or by bread alone, depending on the translation. Now that comes from a really dramatic part of the New Testament, when Jesus is being tempted by the devil. So uh, it's actually, you know, a part of the Bible where Jesus, he goes off to fast for 40 days and 40 nights by himself in the wilderness which pretty much is mainly just desert and rocks where he was located, supposedly. And uh, the devil appears and hangs out with him and tests him in various ways. And, of course, one of the interesting things about how the Bible is written is that it just says, here's what happened. And you don't, you don't know how literal the, the, even the, the writers meant the story to be. So this little passage says, um, says Jesus 
let's see. I want to make sure I get this as right as I can. It says uh, okay. So I, again, he's been fasting. It says then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. To which Jesus replied, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So, what does that mean exactly? And, you know, realistically. Well, here's what I think is interesting about that story. I mentioned in my last podcast that when I was in Puerto Rico, I was talking to all of these people who had been reverted back to the pioneer stages of living. I mean, everybody knew a hurricane was coming. And and by the way, I want you to understand that if you live in the United States, you get much more warning that a hurricane is on the way than you do if you're in Puerto Rico because it's so much farther out there. Now, so there are pros and cons. Usually, when you're way out in the ocean, the hurricanes are not as powerfully developed when they pass you, and they get more powerful when they hit the U.S. So the pro, usually, of being way out in the Caribbean is that... um, you don't have a powerful hurricane the con is you have less warning that a hurricane is coming because you're closer to where they're being formed and of course it's just the opposite in the u.s usually they're stronger but you have enough warning well it didn't work out that way for hurricane maria because hurricane maria was a super powerful category 5 storm and they didn't have that much warning and so when it hit the island um, it, it kind of took people off guard. They knew, well, okay, we have a hurricane coming. Uh, we're probably going to be out of power for a few days. You know, Nobody knew it was going to be such a direct hit, and there are still to this day, over six months later, still people with no power in Puerto Rico. And, you know, you heard me griping when I was there just about my power going in and out all the time, and I was in one of the better spots on the island. So... In listening to these people talk about what happened to them, I mentioned in my last podcast that uh, everybody said, look, when the thing hit, you weren't going to have any cash except what was in your pockets. You were probably not going to have any gas other than what was in your car. And so whether or not you're prepared, I mean, I remember that old story about, you know, I think it was the grasshopper who was fiddling away, laughing at the squirrels gathering their nuts for the winter. And then when the winter hit, the grasshopper had to rely on the squirrels to save his little ass. And so this is what happened often in Puerto Rico, is that there were people who may not have prepared properly, but what are you going to do, let them lay there and die in the street? No, I mean, everybody had to just start looking out for everybody, and money became meaningless. And in the tropics, it's so hot, especially at night when it gets really still, there's no breeze. If you don't have air conditioning, you can't run a fan, you have to open the windows. And then guess what happens? The mosquitoes come pouring in. Uh, And I'm talking mosquitoes will eat you alive down there. 
every time I would go outside, I would have to douse myself in off bug spray because nothing else would work. We, I was in a town called Bocaron, and we used to jokingly call it the Bocaron Cologne. Can, can you just imagine dealing with the mosquitoes every night? Everything was dark except for flashlights occasionally, people lighting candles, people taking water out of swimming pools to flush their toilets, people boiling water so they could drink it. When they occasionally had water, it looked like stinky sewage coming out of the faucets. All this stuff happening. And yet, what did these people do every single night? They went out and they partied. They played music. They danced. They laughed. They told stories. They drank whatever they had, even though it wasn't cold. Nobody had a cold drink for months. Not even a cold Coca-Cola. Why did they do that? Why did they get out every night and, and party when they didn't have cell phones or anything, you know, TV, nothing? They did it because man cannot live by bread alone. That's what animals do. And it's probably an exaggeration to even say that, but I think you get the point, because even animals play around with each other and do wacky things that are not necessary for their survival. But what I'm saying here is that humans are different than everything else because we realize that there is some kind of a spiritual need to experience things that go beyond mere survival. I mean, yeah, somebody can throw you in a cage and feed you and give you water and, you know, some basic physical conditions and you can live. But what kind of a life is that? There's a difference between living and having a life worth living. And so it may be that, look, food and water and shelter, these are just things that we need as the battery supply for the bigger project here. And the bigger project is for you to become a more spiritually enriched person. And I was talking to Lauren the other day about what it means to be spiritual. And if you, at first, I mean, like, for example, let's say I told you I have three friends, Tom, Dick, and Harry. And uh, Tom is really spiritual. Well, what am I saying when I say that? What do I mean? What does that mean? Because you immediately know instinctually what that means but how what am i really saying to you when i say tom is spiritual so we we discussed that what what does it mean to be a spiritual person and i think two of the keys that we came up with was number one that means that you are functioning at a higher vibration Um, that means that 
and, and of course, you might even say, well, what does that mean? Well, some things in life are very dense and low and bog you down and weigh you down and anchor you down and bring the mood of the room down. And then there are things that do the opposite, that elevate you, that makes everybody feel a little light and better and humorous and charmed and that is a higher vibration it's a more caring vibration it's in some ways a less critical vibration it's the vibration you might get when a wonderful person walks in the room versus somebody that you don't like we associate that idea of a spiritual person usually with a good thing unless it's somebody who's masquerading as a spiritual person who's not really a spiritual person and that happens all the time but one one big part of spirituality is having a higher vibration and I think another part of that is um, just a consequence of having a higher vibration which is you're not so trapped by the material world that you don't overestimate the value of these trinkets that we surround ourselves with and that's why sometimes if you watch these shows like Secret Lives of the Super Rich it's like watching a freak show is what it is when you see these people who spend $100,000 on cufflinks or whatever and, and have 10 mansions and 5 yachts and 100 Lamborghinis I mean it's, it's a freak show you're not watching that like, man, I admire that person. I want to be like that. No, you're sitting there saying this is, you know, it's it's disgusting. It really is in some ways what people, how obsessive they get about the material world. And so, look, I am not ever going to demonize any particular type of person. But what I'm saying is there ought to be a balance. There ought to be a balance. Uh, and that's what being in harmony is all about and I think that striving to be a spiritual person is striving to find that balance because part of us is animal you know let's face it we all have to go in the bathroom and do what we have to do right it's not a pretty picture but uh, but that's not all we are we can be beyond that and and another part of being I, I think a more spiritual type of being is trying not to have a victim mentality all the time oh I can't ever get anything done because A, B, C and D and this person's is doing this to me and I can't catch a break because of that and excuses, excuses, excuses I have no control I was dealt a shitty hand by God Look, every single one of us has advantages and disadvantages. And if you ever meet somebody who looks perfect to you, I guarantee you, nobody is perfect. That person is just not showcasing what is troubling that person. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. And that's what we have to realize about each other as well. And so people who cannot do that 
I think those also are people who have that lower vibration there they can't they can't transcend into what we would like to think of as a more spiritual mentality now why am I telling you all this and why why does it sound like a sermon well anytime you bring up the Bible I guess it sounds kind of like a sermon um, I bring this up because you're the type of person that I know one thing about like let's say I've never ever met you before but I do know one thing about you and that is you like to listen to podcasts now why do you listen to a podcast you don't need to listen to a podcast or do you I mean you don't have to listen to this to survive but maybe you do to make your life worth living and that's why I like doing these and that's why I listen to podcasts and I admire that about you you're automatically more of a spiritual type person because you realize the value of things that go just beyond food and water and shelter uh, that's why you're interested in mysteries and scientific discoveries and philosophy and exploring all these different areas that that we dig into. You know, some people who uh, who listen to this podcast or subscribe to my e-newsletter, they're winning some money. We had two more winners, by the way. I'm going to tell you a little bit about them on my next podcast. I'm in a weird situation today. I have a crazy tight schedule and I don't have all my information in front of me. But we had a man who won $50 in, uh, I believe, Montana. And then we have a lady in Canada who won $50 just by subscribing to my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com. So congratulations to those two. And again, I'll tell you a little bit more about them probably on my next podcast um, but those of you who are interested in exploring what's more than the fundamental base reality here <laughs> going back to my last podcast um, I really am looking forward to digging into some deep stuff with you next month in Vegas. I, I'm holding in my hand something that's very special. Um, my buddy Christian McLeod was given the task of overseeing the printing of the special limited edition of my new book, Finding Your Magic. And it is in my hands right now. The, the pro, he gave me the very first prototype copy of this and I couldn't be more pleased. It's beautiful. It's actually designed to be a workbook, so it's got space where you can take notes. And uh, the front cover, you know what, I'm not even going to describe it to you. I could, but I'm not going to. All I will tell you is that it looks wonderful, and I'm flipping through the pages right now. And uh, it's got excellent illustrations and graphics, and every single person who comes to the event in Vegas is going to get one of these special edition copies. 
and this is the only edition that's ever going to be in print like physically because at some point in the future I will release this but only as an ebook so everybody who comes to the event is going to get one of these I'm going to sit right there in front of you I'm going to sign it for you I'll personalize it and then we're going to stand up together and we're going to get our picture taken and I'm going to give you all kinds of other free stuff uh, my poor wife Lauren is working her fingers off making some little goodies for those of you who are going to be at the event um, I promise some free stuff that you'll take home that you're going to love and I'm going to deliver on that but uh, I couldn't be more pleased with how my new book Finding Your Magic has turned out so um, everybody who's coming to Vegas to party there with me next month um, I'm going to blow your mind you're going to have a magical experience you're going to become a magical person you're going to win money in the casino you are going to um, you're going to have your life changed and if you don't know what I'm talking about then you should go to youwillmanifest.com youwillmanifest.com well I have to do a conference call now um, as you know I signed a television series contract and we're developing a really cool show and uh, so I have to do a conference call about the show I'm gonna be doing a lot of filming over the next month here so uh, there's only so much I'll be able to tell you about this as it develops but uh, it's a busy busy time but it's a great day, and I hope that you will always remember now. Man cannot live by bread alone. That it's one thing to be able to live, but it's another thing to do what's important. And that is to have a life that's worth living. Don't be too attached to all of this. Don't say, I can't do this or I can't do that. Say, I can I can and find a way to make whatever you want happen. My website is joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P, joshuapwarren.com. If you go there, you'll find more information on next month's Las Vegas event at the Excalibur Hotel. You'll also find a link to this podcast. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily, and that's because depending on my schedule, I do my best to deliver one for you every day it's always short it's always free you'll see various ways you can subscribe there or you can follow me on twitter at joshua p warren and i will tweet when a new one is available so thank you for listening thank you for your support thank you for staying curious and i will talk to you again soon